The Boho Bride Guide with Jenny Maynard. A podcast, blog and directory that shines a spotlight on the many hidden gems of extraordinary wedding vendors and services from across the southwest of the UK. We will uncover top tips, hints and advice from the experts that specialise in creating your dream boho-inspired wedding day and how to stick to your guns and get the day you really want. Get inspired, be bold and blaze your own trail and make your day unique to you. Welcome to today's episode of the Boho Bride Guide podcast. If this is the first time you have tuned in, it is great to have you with us. Our podcast is dedicated to UK couples currently on their wedding planning journey to create their very own Boho-inspired wedding day. You are here with me, Jenny Maynard, the creator of thebohobrideguide.com, and today I am so excited to welcome to the show Sarah Duchovny. Sarah is a professional opera singer who has managed to turn her obsession with fine antique jewellery into a profitable dual career. The two sides of her professional life work together in perfect harmony. While performing major roles with, the op- with opera companies around the US and travelling alongside her opera singing husband, Sarah is able to resource jewellery pieces from all over the world. This unique opportunity allows her to offer her customers some of the most unique and exquisite vintage and antique fine jewellery pieces available today from her worldwide online shop, Songbird Sarah Sarah Antique Jewellery. Now, for um, all of us out there, um, the UK, so Sarah, Sarah is from the US. And if you are looking for Sarah's um, online, um, it's Sarah, which is S-A-R-A, and it's jewellery spelt the American way. Just a little note there, if you're (laughs) quickly tapping it into the uh, computer there. Um, Today, I'm going to talk to Sarah about her passion for fine jewellery and how she got into the industry, what to look out for if you want vintage or antique um, an engagement ring, And what advice you would give to brides out there that already know what kind of vintage or antique engagement ring you want, but how to get your partner to get that ring of your dreams. Um, We're going to talk about how to create the perfect wedding day jewellery look. And we're going to talk about how to give your bridesmaids gifts that they will truly love and treasure always. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Lovely to have you on board. Thank you so much. And from, all the way from the US as well. I really do appreciate your time today. Thanks so <laughs> much for having me. Thank you. And yeah, let's kick straight into it. So um, where did your passion for antique jewellery begin? Talk to me about that, Sarah. My grandmother loved um, jewellery. And actually, her mother and mother-in-law um, were both jewelry, jewelry fiends, jewelry connoisseurs. And, um, so I think, you know, the women in my family kind of gravitate to this sort of thing. And when I was young, I loved hearing stories about where each of the pieces came from. So, you know, whether it was, 
um, you know, a piece that my grandfather bought for my grandmother for a special anniversary or to celebrate a special occasion, or whether it was something that, you know, my great grandmother, you know, brought over to America from Poland or, you know, something, there was always a story associated with it. So I think for me, vintage and antique jewelry, um, you know, it's just, it's more than just something that's beautiful. It's something that, that has a story attached to yeah. it. And I think that's why I really gravitate toward that kind, um, that kind of jewelry. It's like they've, they've got their own story, their own soul, isn't it? I am, I'm yeah. very much in the same boat when it comes to that, uh, antique and vintage jewelry. Totally. Yeah. And, and I just, um, I love the idea of having something that no one else has. And I think, you know, a a boho style really speaks to that, that you want something that's unique and and very you Mm. and not something that you could just buy off the shelf, something that's that's really individual. And I, I always really gravitated to that aspect totally um, I mean I've said I've said it before when you um on the podcast when you um google bohemian that this term it comes up with the the things like you know the wanderer the trailblazer and the adventurer and you know it's about that story and doing your wedding day in the bohemian um, sort of ethos you're making it unique to you it's it is it is what it's sort of you and as a couple and um, to bring in especially if it's like an heirloom or or history behind it um you're you're carrying on that that story isn't it it's very exciting yeah. Yeah. And, and I recognize too that, you know, not everyone has family jewelry, you know, some, you know, some people don't. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love the idea of creating your own heirlooms and yeah. yeah, And, and your wedding day is such a great way to start that family tradition because now this piece um, you know, it was someone else's family heirloom. Now you're infusing it with all of this import and emotion for your special day. Mm-hmm. And then generations down the line will be able to have that heirloom. So oh, I think so I think weddings are so, so special because you really are creating mm-hmm. traditions and and history and totally. just these wonderful things that you can enjoy for generations to come. Love it. Love it. So you can clearly hear your passion in in your voice for for this subject. (laughs) And so I take it that's where it started. How did your your passion for, for it develop into a business today? Yes. So you know how everyone has those like interests and hobbies that maybe you don't tell people about, but <laughs> you know, it's like just that thing that like you're always reading books about it or on different forums. So yeah. it was like maybe 15 years ago that I became really, really obsessed. Um, my grandmother, again, um, bought me my first... Um, first vintage piece when I was 16. Okay. That was more than 15 years ago, but you know, just only just a little bit. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so she bought me this, I, she asked me what I wanted for my 16th birthday. And okay. I 
but I wanted a very old ring. So she bought me this little Art Deco uh, white gold box ring and it had a little diamond in it. And I took it to the jeweler to be sized. And he said, oh, this is a beautiful old European cut diamond, which was a a phrase, a term that I had never heard before. So then I had a search term to kind of start start that. Yeah, old European cut diamonds. So then I learned about old European cut and old mine cut. And the Mm -hmm. fact that, you know, old cut diamonds are cut in an entirely different way than Mm -hmm. the modern round brilliant. They were cut by hand. They have a totally different facet pattern. They were cut to sparkle by candlelight and lamplight before, you know, electric light and incandescent light existed. So they're entirely different and very unique and very rare because, um, you know, they don't cut, they do cut diamonds like that now because um, they've become popular. So there are some recreations um, that are inspired by that cutting style, but the true antiques, um, you know, haven't been cut since wow. the 30s and 40s. So, is that where, what is that the era that we're talking? Sort of where, when you get a mind cut and yeah. So old mine cuts, um, Victorian era, Edwardian era into Art Deco, um, and then in the like turn of the century into the 20s and 30s, there's the old European cuts. There's some overlap between old mine cut and old European cut. Um, And then I would say when we really start, there's a transitional cut that we see in the 1940s, but in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, that's when we start to see um, the early the early modern round brilliant. So it's still a vintage cut, um, mm-hmm. but it's just closer to the modern round brilliant than it is to With the you. old European cut and old mine cut. And, and 40s, 50s, 60s, would that be more machine based? Is it going into that arena? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting much more into that. Um, and of course now with modern round brilliance, um, we have amazing you know, computer imaging and technology has come such a long way um, so that cutters are able to use computer imaging to get the perfect, uh, you know, percentages and, mm-hmm. and, and ratios. I so see. even, you know, modern run brilliance of today are different than what you would find in the sixties. Yeah. So I, um, I still, I don't limit myself to an era when I'm, when yeah. I'm sourcing, I, truly love them all. And while, you know, I would say my personal favorite is like turn of the century, like that magical place between Edwardian and Art Deco. Um, I love mid-century. I love, I mean, 50s and 60s. And then 40s are really, really cool too, because it was like this it looks very modern. There's some things that you see in the 40s that you're like, that yeah, it could looks be now. like it could be now, like super mm. modern. So um, so I don't play favorites. I really, I truly love them all. I think they're all so beautiful. Oh, and, yeah. and I think that's what's really special um, that, you know, when people come to me looking for something that matches their style, mm-hmm. 
I'm able to find something that appeals to them from all eras. So it's not just what I would choose. It's what, you know, what works for you and what works for your style. So I've totally gone off on a tangent. No, (laughs) it gives a really good context. Totally. And so we talked a lot about diamonds, but I see on, on the website, there's all sorts of, of, um, vintage and antique jewelry, not just the, so whatever really you're looking for, it's definitely worth having a browse. And we're seeing a lot of that now, but it's not a new thing. Like when the more you learn about vintage and antique jewelry, the more you learn that styles always repeat themselves. So um, right now, a lot of brides um, prefer a colored stone antique, uh, you know, a colored stone engagement ring, like a sapphire, ruby. um, And that is, that has been seen throughout history. And actually sapphires and rubies are wonderful options for engagement rings because they're very durable stones and they're great for daily wear. Um, I see some things that are beautiful, some other stones, gemstones that are beautiful, but you have to be more mindful um, you know, if not smacking your hand into a countertop or, you know, into a door. Yes. Um, because they'll get damaged, they'll get damaged. Mm. But, um, but for those brides who love, you know, a colored gemstone, sapphires and rubies are amazing choices and sapphires come in every imaginable color. So, yes. So we, until, cause we, we had, um, a, a local, um, uh, jeweler Julius Julia Thompson on a couple months ago and I had no idea and and yet, yeah you it's just amazing that the range it's, that you can yeah. get sapphires wise they're so beautiful and um yeah I mean sapphires are just they're exquisite and perfect mm. for engagement rings so yeah. yes I if you when you go to my website you'll see that I um I am a great lover of sapphires okay. and I I have a lot of them on my site because they really, really speak to me. Um, yeah. but, and how um, do you source then? What's, is it literally you, you scour the, the world and it's whatever yeah. speaks to you, like you just said, it's... Yeah. Yeah. So actually that ties back into how I turned this into a business Okay. (laughs) because um, I am a professional opera singer, as you said, and my husband is as well. So we travel a lot. And one of the ways that I've always enjoyed getting to know a new area is by shopping and going into antique stores and going to estate sales and really you know, getting to know the people and the and the shops and the, the community. Sounds like a dream. It's I'm, wonderful. I'm a, I'm a yeah. market fan here. So exactly. Sounds um, like a dream. It's yeah. It's the best way to get to know a new place. I really think. I just yeah. when I travel, I like to eat and shop, and then yeah. I feel like I I get it. I get the place. <laughs> no, I'm with you. <laughs> but um, but also as as a freelance classical musician, I obviously couldn't afford to just buy every beautiful piece of jewelry that spoke to me. So I started thinking, okay, if I can turn this into a business, I can rescue these pieces and then I can find them homes and I can enjoy them and I can, you know, keep them in rotation. I can, you know, keep them being worn. So um, about two years ago, I took the plunge and I decided I was going to invest in five pieces that I loved 
I was going to see how they did. Okay. And, you know, best case scenario, I would start this business and worst case scenario, which was not that bad, I would have five beautiful new rings. <laughs> like- but you know, new to me. Either way, you're a winner. (laughs) Either way, either way, I was a winner. So I I started and they, they sold and then I kept reinvesting and growing my inventory. So through, through the time that I've been doing this, I've built up a lot of really great contacts within the estate jewelry community, uh, different wholesalers and, and, um, you know, coordinators and my travel has really helped me do that because now with COVID, even though I can't travel, I can still call and email and, you know, just say, okay, you know what I like, yeah. what, what do you have? So I've really? been really, really grateful for that, um, that opportunity, but it's been, I mean, it's just been a joy to get to be a part of people's lives and yeah. because so much of my business is Instagram focused. Yeah. I'm really able to keep up with people and keep up with my pieces and see oh, them being worn really. and see my clients' weddings. It's it's really really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And it is when you say about you know you're you're giving it giving that piece the next is next phase of the life of their life and you know it's yeah. just so special. You know you're not it only really creating is. new traditions but you're saving that piece that could potentially just have ended up broken or just lost or just in someone's yeah. drawer for another 30 years, you know. So. Right. And especially now, um, the price of gold is so incredibly high mm. that um, a lot of a lot of estates, a lot of like wholesale places yeah. where these pieces would be back in rotation um, are it's easier for them to just melt gold pieces rather than find the right seller or wait for something to sell. So it really does feel like... so sad, isn't it? It's so sad. It really feels like a rescue mission sometimes because, you know, especially with these things that are very heavy and like very gold, you know, gold heavy, um, (laughs) you know, it could be lost forever. It could be melted down. Oh gosh! Oh, I yes. saw um, on your social media you you had it was it sort of like nineteen twenties gold they were heavy gold uh, bangles yes. and then the snake ring. I, I love the snake ring. I was ring. in love with that. Yes. Oh, the snake ring is so good. So the if you bangles, haven't got a snake ring in your life, you need oh, one. You need it. You need it. <laughs> it's your perfect little quarantine Corona friend. Yes. <laughs> Um, so the snake ring is um, 1960s. Oh, that right. kind of um, enamel over gold was really popular. And it really reminds me of my grandmother, even though she hated snakes. But she loved that like green enamel. It's yeah. very much her style. So when I saw that, it really, um, that really spoke to me. Yeah. And, um, and snake jewelry has been really, really symbolic and important from the dawn of time. I mean, okay. Cleopatra loved her snake jewelry. Oh, yeah. um, I believe Queen Victoria's 
um, wedding ring or engagement ring Ooh. was a snake. I Ooh, think so. Fact check me on that. Yeah. But um, but snakes have always symbolized uh, rebirth because they shed their skin, um, eternal love, the snake eating its tail, its eternal love. So snake jewelry is very, very... Um, Entwined in the love. Popular. Yeah. Love scene. Yeah, mm. and each era has a different way of doing it. So I think I think this snake is so cute, and he's not a scary looking snake. He's like no. a very friendly, like no, he's cute very, attractive. very attractive, very attractive. Snake. He's very cute, and the um, the bangles um, are nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. Yeah, yeah, that makes it. well. They and that's so that is something I've heard you talk about before. But you know, don't be afraid to to mix and match the eras because Do not. when you wore that, that looked amazing. I was like, Katy Perry would wear that, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely don't feel limited by eras. Mm. Um, and the way I always think about it is, you know, if you say you love the 1940s and like, you feel like that's the era that really, you know, describes your style just as an example. If you were a woman in the 1940s, it's feasible that you would have family jewelry from the thirties and twenties and older. So there's no reason if, if you want to be really strict about eras which yeah. again I don't recommend but if yeah. you wanted to you you could be and you could still mix in other eras yeah that's but, a very um, good point yeah but I I really advocate for a great mix of vintage and modern and yeah. you know all different eras everything in between because Love it, it re- they, they look beautiful together and you know, as we always learn in, in, you know, fashion and style, you want things that go together. Yeah. They don't necessarily, you don't want things that necessarily match. You just mm-hmm. want them to go. So true. I always think that. So true. Yeah. And then, I suppose it's, it's just having the confidence and like the just go for it kind of vibe yeah. as well. You know, if you like it, wear it, you know, yes. and that's, that's our sort of ethos here at um, the Boho Bride Guide that, you know, your wedding day, your rules. Yeah. You wear what makes you feel confident and empowered. And if that's, Absolutely. you know, your heirloom and your snake ring and your 80s bangles, yes. do it. <laughs> do it. Absolutely. Yes. And, and talking, so if someone um, listening to our podcast today is like early in their wedding planning journey um, and, you know, still thinking about, the engagement ring, um, you know, the, the major piece that, you know, that you wear forever, you, you yeah. know, so what, um, what advice would you give around if you, if you're confident you want a vintage or antique piece, what are they, what have they got to consider? Yes. Well, I think um, the first thing is don't assume that your partner um, will under will know will know what to look for, right? So yeah. I think when a lot of people, um, I mean, more and more now, we see that couples are shopping for their ring together. Yeah. So that makes things a lot easier because you can guide the search. But if you think that maybe there will be a surprise proposal or you're not part of the ring choosing process, um, I always tell people, tell your close friends and family or Mm. anyone that you think your partner might come to, maybe their close friends and family, that you really want a vintage or antique ring um, because that will really guide the search. That will 
totally change where you go to look, you have to look for this ring. Um, and then once you've done that, I, um, love the idea of having maybe a Pinterest board or, um, an Instagram, like just a friend that you send your Instagram things to so that you have some examples of styles that you're interested in. And Yeah. And I know, you know, for me, I definitely obviously knew that I wanted (laughs) a vintage or antique ring. Um, I knew that I wanted an old European cut diamond or an old mine cut diamond, but I would have been happy with either. So, um, so for me, that means that I would have been overjoyed with a ring, you know, from the Victorian era all the way up until the thirties. Um, and there are a lot of different styles within there. So I, um, I wasn't, it's funny that I wasn't overly picky about it. I, I, it was more the cut of the diamond and the era and and left left it to your hubby. And the history, you know, like I wanted something, I wanted something old. I wanted something unique and with history. Um, But I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, I would have been happy with many things within that range. Um, And actually my, (laughs) my husband was rightfully intimidated by this. Um, and it was a surprise. So I, I knew, I knew that we were probably, you know, in the marriage arena, (laughs) you know, but, but I didn't know when or if, but, um, because this is my job, Mm -hmm. I had a folder of dream engagement rings. Um, Just slide it up casually. (laughs) And, and truly, truly, I, thought, um, not for me, but just, these are beautiful rings that I know are out there. Perhaps a client will be looking for something like this and then I'll know where to find it. So Mm -hmm. a good friend of mine knew about this folder and sent it to Mm -hmm. my boyfriend, now husband. And he actually surprised me with a ring that I had picked, but not for myself. Like it was just a dream ring. So, um, I'm actually not wearing it right now. I'm wearing my grandmother's ring, but, um, (laughs) but, um, to be fair from a partner's point of view as well, you know, that yes, we, you know, there's a bit of, um, pressure to, to, to hold the whole proposal as a complete surprise and the mat, um, that your, the partner should choose it totally on their own. But there's such a range out there and we've just oh, yes. from, you know, from vintage antique to, to modern, can, yeah. let alone everything in between to, in a way it's got, to, if you want, if you're specific about what you want, you need to, need to give some some information over in, in whatever way works for you and your partner and the surrounding family or friends that might support that I suppose but absolutely um, yes and I have never spoken to anyone who wasn't so relieved to get hints and guidance I have never I mean, I can't imagine the amount of pressure that it is to yeah. choose jewelry someone for someone yeah. if you're not someone who wears jewelry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
That is a huge amount of pressure. So um, I actually have a feature on my website called Drop a Hint. And it sends a very cute little postcard that just says, hey, thought you might want to know that so-and-so loves this piece of jewelry. And I have heard from so many partners like, oh, thank goodness. I got this email. I got this hint. And just the weight of the world was lifted because I, I don't know. I don't know what she wants. You know, so, 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 um, someone can go on your website, basically find their dream ring, engagement ring, and then you can send a, um, discreet email. Yeah. Email to their partner. Yes, or oh, send love it to that. a friend. Send it to your mom. Send it to your partner's yeah, mom. You know, yeah, like true. just yes, just send it out. So um, good. And then, yeah, I find Instagram is a really great way too to just get a sense of the styles yeah. that you like. Um, yeah, very true. So, so for me, you know, I knew old European cut or old mine cut. Um, I think that is like a really important guide um when you start your search so mm-hmm. you know maybe you're more interested in like a, an emerald cut or an asher cut which is like a step cut um yeah. which is very elegant art deco in, into the mid-century um okay. grace kelly just very clean lines um square or rectangle okay. um you know, maybe you're into the really rustic uh, rose cuts from the Victorian era or maybe even the Georgian era. Um, I'll get into that. The Georgian era rings are very fragile. So Ah, um, so I think I I usually think Victorian and newer because anything... The way the the rings were set in the Georgian era... um, makes them difficult to like, you, you want to keep water out of them. They're, they're very precious oh, and very, okay. you know, fragile, but yeah. Victorian, you know, you can find that rustic rose cut, which is such okay. a cool boho look yeah. that we're seeing a lot of now. Um, the kind of like salt and pepper um, galaxy diamonds are okay. really a throwback from, wow, from early Victorian okay. yeah. style and Georgian style. So, okay. so I think just really becoming acquainted with the kind of thing that you like, yeah. um, even things that are as simple as white metals or yellow metals um, or yeah. rose gold is super popular yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and vintage and antique rose gold is so beautiful. Wow. It is... Yeah. And even a lot of antique yellow gold has like a rosy. That's true, actually. I've got my my nan's wedding ring. Yeah. And that's very, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's it's just a band, but it's, it's very, there's a definite rose tint to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Um, I think knowing those things, but yes, in a nutshell, don't expect your partner to read your mind because this is something that's very specific yes so if you have your heart set on vintage or antique let everyone know spread the word far and wide (laughs) I'm definitely with that and then I do think you know we are in the 21st century if you know if the if it felt right for you you can do the proposing and you can you can find the uh you know, your ring and, and their ring, you know, do change, change it up a little bit. 
<laughs> it's so true. And, and I'm really seeing more and more that couples are making this decision together. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously it's a decision that's made together, but, um, yeah. but you know, it's, it, it, things are, are looking different. So I think there's really no, there's there's no wrong way to yeah. do it. It's, it's yeah. your life. It's your relationship. Um, I think whatever, whatever feels right. Totally. Totally. Love that. I do love the, the website idea as well. That's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to ask you about, so we've talked about engagement rings, but what about if um, a bride, a boho bride that's listening wants to incorporate vintage or antique jewellery into their wedding day look? Have you got any anything to add in that department? Yes. This is my favorite thing. This is, oh, it just gives me chills. I love it so much. Because as I was saying earlier, this is really an opportunity to create a collection of heirlooms for you to pass on. Even if you don't plan on having children, you know, like for you to pass on to other members of your family, like this is a great story. Like my great aunt Sarah wore this in her wedding. Like, I love that, you know? So... I, when I was planning my wedding day look, um, I, my wedding dress was very 1940s inspired, like old Hollywood. And my hairstyle was very old Hollywood and all my pictures are on Instagram. Uh, so, so check those yes, out. But, um, that was your wedding day. I know what you, um, so there are, there are two different photo shoots. Oh, okay. I recently, okay. I recently did a 1950s inspired photo styled shoot. So that was okay. not my wedding day, we but did. my wedding pictures are there. So Aww. my wedding, my real wedding was, yeah. um, <laughs> was more 1940s. Um, but it was so much fun to put together that, um, that styled shoot. It was, those I'm so excited about that yeah. whole look. And that also was an opportunity to show people how to curate a, a wedding day look, um, of fine jewelry. Yeah. So, for me, um, when I when I got married last summer, I decided that I wanted to spend less on my dress and more on my jewelry. So I, you know, looked at my budget of like, okay, what would I spend on my on my look? Mm-hmm. And I just decided to allocate the majority of that toward jewelry because okay. I felt that I would wear the dress once. But the jewelry I could wear for my entire life. And then that would be a piece of my wedding day that I could carry with me all the time. It was really, and it was so much fun to put the look together um, because I started with um, a family heirloom, my great grandmother's um, garnet ring, bohemian garnet, actually. and it's this beautiful cluster, a rectangular cluster of rose-cut garnets. And I remember my great-grandmother wearing it, and we're both January birthdays. So it was very meaningful to like yeah. have that piece of her with me. And that actually influenced my flowers. I um, decided to add pops of burgundy dahlias in my bouquet um, to to kind of mirror that piece of jewelry. So that was really special. And then my, um, my engagement ring is a cluster of old mine cuts. And I paired that with uh, Victorian diamond cluster earrings, which mirrored the shape and style of my engagement ring. 
Yeah. And then I wore an Art Deco diamond brooch in my hair. Wow. And let's see. And then a 1940s diamond watch. So I was blinged out. And all of these Gorgeous. things are from different eras. You know, they, they all are. Yeah. Um, but they looked beautiful together. They looked beautiful with the dress and the hairstyle. Um, and, and each one was like this special piece that I looked at and I just felt like this is a piece that I want to carry with me for the rest of my life. This is, this is my heirloom now, you know? So that was, I love, I love going through that with brides because, you know, there's really, there are no wrong answers. And I felt that the jewelry pieces just kind of carried through in in the style of other things that I chose. Yeah, that's a real real piece of information that I'll take away from today's episode. That you know you are starting your new your tradition, your own heirloom. That's so special. Yeah, um, yeah. And I haven't, I didn't totally think of it like that, but it really is. You know, my, you know, like you said, whether it's your children's children or it's whether it's it's some part of your family tree that that will be special always so yeah you know your jewelry will remind them of you one day that's that's exactly yeah like I always love seeing wedding pictures of of people's you know grandparents yeah and, and and of their of their family it's such a fascinating way to see different styles yeah and um oh it's just so special and I just imagine like what if down the road, like long after we're gone, yeah. your relatives see your wedding picture and then they can hold that piece of jewelry that you wore on your amazing. wedding day? Like I just get chills yeah, thinking about it. Amazing. So yeah. yeah so you've I sold it to me. You've sold it to me <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah. I've I've inherited little pieces and actually so I've I've got you know, around my neck or where my auntie's um, just eternity ring and my oh. great nan's um, engagement ring. And I've got my nan's wedding ring. And actually, those are just as important as, you know, my own eternity ring that my husband yes. bought me for, for when I had my children and and then my own engagement ring. So putting all that together, it's like your jewellery represents you as a being, but actually your your family yeah it's just it really I've never does. considered it into words and actually yeah what your wedding day jewelry is is so important yeah so important. yeah and and I felt like um I mean you know a wedding can be such an expensive event mm-hmm. yeah. and there are so many parts of it that are only for that day But I really wanted to, if, you know, if I was going to be spending a lot of money, I thought, okay, well, I would, I would like to spend it on something that can continue to, you know, be worn. Yeah. So, you know, I probably won't be wearing my wedding dress again, but my (laughs) wedding jewelry, I wear all the time. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's brilliant, Sarah. Thank you. And um, the other thing that I had written down, I just wanted to pick your brains on was if, if our listeners out there are considering, you know, what are they going to get their, their besties, their bridesmaids that have helped them sort the Hindu out and been there through all of their wedding planning journey. And they want to say, 
thank you to them on their big day. Um, what what are your thoughts around jewellery and, and presents? What, what's your thoughts yeah. there? So I loved choosing jewellery for my bridesmaids. Yeah. And on the occasions when I've been able to help clients do the same, it's one of my favourite things because I get to hear the reasons that they love these friends and what makes these friends so special and so unique. So, you know, a a look on Pinterest will show you that you can spend a lot of money on Mm -hmm. things for your bridesmaids. Um, And I really encourage brides to type up all those little expenses, you know, Mm -hmm. the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, the cups, the whatever that are just for a photo op essentially. And instead think about just buying them something special that will last for their entire lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we, talk about fine jewelry, um, gold and gold and platinum, palladium, precious metals, mm-hmm. even sterling. Um, these things really do last a lifetime. But if you get something that's gold plated or gold filled, that um, finish wears off right. rather quickly. Yeah. And you can't melt those things down. Essentially, they're disposable. So I really encourage people, um, you will be spending a little bit more mm-hmm. to get the good stuff, yeah. but, um, but think about the money that you're spending on other things for your bridesmaids yeah. and how, how much they'll use those things rather like instead of just one really great piece. So mm-hmm. I, um, I bought fine jewelry for my <laughs> bridal party and I bought everyone something different, obviously, because they were vintage and antique. Yeah. yeah. And I had a lot of fun um, choosing things that were unique to each person's style. Nice. So um, I had six bridesmaids and a bridesman. Mm-hmm. And for my bridesman, I got him this amazing um, pin. It is Victorian and it has seed pearls. It's yellow gold. It was so beautiful. And he's a very stylish man. So um, for the wedding, he wore it um, under his boutonniere, but it's something that he can dress up a blazer with. I mean, it's it's one of a kind and super unique. And then um, for my sisters, I I bought earrings and my um, and you know, for other friends, my cousins and my sister-in-law, um, mm-hmm. I did beautiful little pendants yeah. um, that represented them and represented their style. So everyone got something different. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I mean, yes, it was more expensive than a t-shirt, mm-hmm. but I wanted them to feel like I, I, I wanted to show them that I thought about them yeah. each individually. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that that really, um, it meant a lot. And I feel really special when I see them continue to wear these pieces. Of course. That, of course. that makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, just to know that, you know, I, I got them something that they mm. will enjoy for a lifetime. Brilliant. I mean, and again, you're you're starting that new tradition, and again, you're you're starting off that that thing. Oh, at Sarah's yeah. wedding, this is what I got at Sarah's wedding, and they'll be telling their their family members that have um, yeah. you know to follow on down down the line. So it's just so special. 
so special. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to give credit. My sister gave me the idea ah, because when she yeah. got married, she there were four there were four of us, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she gave us each a um, 14 karat gold little um, simple bar necklace with our yeah. names on it and a little diamond. Mm. And it's one of my favorite pieces. Mm. And just like, it was so timeless and mm-hmm. elegant. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, okay, like this is something that I can wear for my entire life. And I thought that was such a brilliant idea Um, that yes, I just, I put my own little vintage spin on it, but I got the idea of giving fine jewelry from her. Oh no! I'll, uh, that's one to keep in the uh, the thought bank because um, yeah. it's a it's a brilliant idea. And if you know, like you said, if if you're if you are planning to spend some a con- you know a considerable sum on your prop party, then what what better way to to yeah. you know to notify the day and then to to be able to rewear that and have that memory forever yeah brilliant yeah and I think you know just to keep in mind that the little things do add up so yeah very true keeping an eye eye on the little things and maybe foregoing said that you know the t-shirts the um (laughs) the dressing gowns the yeah before you know it you're in the hundreds of pounds yeah you you are why not you know dedicate that money um, to something to be able to keep forever yeah Yeah. I like that I like that (laughs) a lot brilliant well Sarah I cannot thank you enough um I'm gonna so have wonderful. to wrap it up uh, up there I could talk to you um for, forever and ever I think on this subject it's uh, a subject close to my heart as well especially you know talking about pieces that tell the past and then you're bringing that into the future and it's just brilliant just brilliant yes, um, I'm so glad <laughs> yeah so thank thank you so much for your time today um, thank you. and I, I just wanted to say if uh, listeners want to find out more I just wanted to give um some of your contacts out so um Sarah's um website is www songbirds um sorry songbirdsarahantiquejewelry.com but just note that uh, the Sarah is S-A-R-A antique and then jewelry spelt in the American way.com and um, Sarah's also on Instagram songbird Sarah jewelry and Facebook songbird Sarah antique jewelry um, and also I'm going to put all of those uh, details in our show notes on www.thebohobrideguide.com um, forward slash show notes. Um, and don't forget uh, to give our podcast a little love on the whichever platform you listen to. So whether that's a thumbs up or a five star rating or review, um, as this really helps us uh, stay up in the charts and get our information out to other brides on their wedding planning journey. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention is um, Sarah has um, very kindly done us a free shipping um, voucher to anyone that listens to our podcast today. Um, so if um, you get to the checkout on Sarah's website and put in BOHO, um, all capital letters, B-O-H-O, um, you will get free shipping from the U.S., um, so yeah, that is Boho. Put it in the um, the voucher code on the checkout, and you will get free shipping. Um, any last words, Sarah? Before we 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 have to say goodbye to our listeners. 
This has been so wonderful. And I just want to encourage anyone out there, um, if you want to learn more about vintage and antique jewelry, my Instagram is a great place for that. And I am always happy to answer questions. So slide into my DMs, ask me any questions you have. I am an open book. Oh, perfect. Because it is it is a massive subject in itself. So that is, that's a really um, helpful piece of uh, a bit of a somewhere that people can go to ask, ask all of those questions. So thank you, Sarah, uh, for that opportunity. Um, thank you so much. Um, until next time, we'll uh, see you again. Thank you so much. Take care, Sarah. Thank you. You've been listening to the Boho Bride Guide. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics discussed in today's episode, please do subscribe to the series. Our fabulous wedding vendor interviewed in today's episode will be featured on our website within the podcast show notes section. So to find their details, hop over to www.thebohobrideguide.com. You can tweet us at the Boho Bride Guide, search Instagram for at the Boho Bride Guide, or find us at facebook.com forward slash the Boho Bride Guide.